Hello, my name is Dr. Melissa Nolas. I'm a senior lecturer in sociology based at Goldsmiths, University of London. I'm also the principal investigator of the Connector study. In this podcast, part of a series of six podcasts that explore various aspects of doing ethnographic work with children, I'll be introducing the Connector study. I am then joined by my colleague, Dr. Christos Varvantakis, who is a research fellow on the Connector study, also based at Goldsmiths, and together we'll be discussing where the idea for podcast series came from and why we find the podcasts are a good way of communicating our experiences of doing field work with children. So a bit about the Connector study. The Connector study is a multimodal and comparative ethnography exploring the relationship between childhood and public life and especially the emergence of social action in childhood. It's a five-year study, which started in March 2014 and is funded by the European Research Council. The study takes place in three cities, in Athens in Greece, in Hyderabad in India, and in London in the UK. In the study, we're interested in how children encounter, experience, and engage with public life, broadly defined. This might be what children consider to be an issue of common concern and how they relate to these issues, what matters they care about and how they think and act in relation to these cares. So this is a study that looks at what the political means in childhood and for children. The study is a multimodal ethnography. This means that we work with children using a range of different methods that draw on different ways of finding out about children's worlds, including talk, image and movement. We have walked, talked, played, taken photographs and drawn maps of the children in the study. Over a three-year period, we worked with 45 children and their families who lived in different areas of each of the study cities. We visited children in their homes several times in a year and over the three years, as well as going on outings and walks in their neighbourhoods and other areas of the city. During these meetups, we spent anything between two hours and a whole day with the children and their families. The children in the study were all born around the period of 2008 to 2010. This is because we're also interested in the ways in which history and biography relate to encounters with public life. And so we identified the global financial crisis as an important recent socioeconomic and political event that contextualizes and influences children and families' lives in different ways. The aim of the Connector study is to generate new ways of thinking about how children relate to public life and how they participate in it in a way that challenges our contemporary understandings of both childhood and public life. As well as challenging our understanding of childhood and public life through ethnographic research, we also do this through cultural work with the children in each city. The cultural work we undertook together built on children's photography from the multimodal ethnography, resulting in the in common exhibition of children's photo stories of what mattered to them. Other aspects of our cultural work have involved an online crowdsourcing activity exploring earliest political memories of members of the general public. I'm now joined by Dr. Christos Varvandagis. Podcasts have become quite a popular way of perhaps disseminating research and talking with researchers. Should we reflect a little bit about where the idea for our own podcast series came? Yes, yes, we should, I think, because it is in the process of relays of reflection that the idea of podcasts came about. It is in the process of reflecting in our own practice of uh, knowledge production. Most of our ideas 
have been realized through our discussions. As researchers, as a team, more casual discussions very often, but we realized that it is there, it is in talking, in the discussion that ideas came about and we started thinking about our texts, our books, our research practice basically, mm -hmm. our uh, methods as well. Mm -hmm. So realizing that the medium of discussion, the very idea of communication has been very productive for us. And we thought that maybe we should document mm -hmm. this process. Because mm -hmm. of course we were a geographically distributed team. So in many ways, when we came together face to face, this is when a lot of these discussions would take place. And that's, that's perhaps interesting in terms of thinking of other ways that we've worked as researchers prior to the project, which might have been possibly more solitary and where opportunities for such discussions might not have been available. And I think that's probably a lot of people's experience. Yeah, so we talked a lot. We talked a lot and that generated a lot of ideas. For example, the, um, the book proposal or the book that we'll be writing about the project that emerged from one of these sort of informal discussions. Um, a lot of the blog posts that we've done emerged through discussions, as have done papers. So we wanted to document, I mean, another reason for the, the podcast was wanting to document some of the, well, a lot of the experience on the project while we started writing quite early on with a project this size um, and this amount of data it's often been said to me that I could probably retire <laughs> on the project um, we all could in terms of the volume of writing to be done and in many ways that's probably not realistic or feasible given other things going on and, and how working life will be once once the sort of funded project is, is over. And so we wanted to make sure that the sort of the experience that we've had, the project's been a huge learning experience for all of us. And we wanted to make sure that we documented that experience and we're also able to communicate that to others. I think there's there's a feeling that a lot of what we might call frenetic knowledge, so the kind of know-how that happens in social research is often left out of peer review publications, possibly found a little bit more in books. Um, but really it's not, it's not something that I think we particularly value at the moment in terms of a kind of um, epistemic, the epistemic cultures we work in. And so we wanted to really try and capture some of that. Mm. Yes, and uh, for instance, one thing that we we hope to do with recording these discussions into podcasts is exactly to address issues of uh, our research experience, to reflect on, the, on, on how we felt, on how it was, on what we did, to openly talk and discuss about this. Because from our experience, from our personal experiences, but also from uh, the workshops that we organized, we found out, we have found out that people don't talk a lot about their research. People don't talk a lot about their struggling, their failures, their disappointments, their anxieties, their, their practices and their mm -hmm. thoughts and feelings while doing research mm -hmm. and while uh, producing knowledge in that way. So one of the reasons then it, it is to openly talk about 
such uh, conditions and such experiences that we have had some mm. as researchers and to share this with mm. other researchers and to be part and open up a discussion mm. about these issues. That's right. And I think there's a particular perception. I think that experience is almost hierarchical in a way because there's a particular perception that, you know, if you're a more experienced researcher, you don't struggle with these issues. And one of the nice pieces of feedback we have had in the sort of Making Connections workshop is that it's really nice for colleagues who are now sort of embarking on academic research careers um, to hear more experienced researchers sort of talk about the mess of social research and um, talk about the ups and downs um, and these sort of challenges that um, social research brings about don't really go away um, the more experienced you are. I think what happens is perhaps that you come to expect some of them, come to have strategies to deal with them, but there's still always the element of the contingent and the unexpected. And I think one, one of the things we feel is that being able to talk about um, these challenges makes them quite a bit more livable. So to summarise, in a sense, what we're trying to do with these podcasts is to recreate and encourage um, more of an oral culture around um, research practice, which we feel in some ways has perhaps become marginalized in sort of contemporary academic contexts that very much rely on the sort of on the peer review published article. And so we really hope that the, these podcasts go some way in, um, in encouraging a sort of more oral culture, more, more talk amongst ourselves. You have been listening to the first of six podcasts produced by the Connector Study team, where team members Melissa Nolis and Christos Varmantakis give an overview of the Connector Study and discuss the idea behind the series of podcasts. You can find the rest of our podcast series on our website at childhoodpublics.org.